Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married. Well, today we're on episode 28. I think so. I think 28. And um, it's crazy. It's been 28 weeks. And we're doing Girls Gone Wild this week. (laughs) That is not what we're doing. We're not doing that. No, Jana goes wild. Oh, Jana goes wild. She doesn't really go that wild. I'm not sure. I mean, that I'm was not gonna tongue lie. in cheek the whole time. I kind of like that because that's like those things could be like on a list if I was going to go wild. Yeah. <laughs> They're like very. Would you make a list to go wild? I wouldn't have, but I mean, I did think about it because like you thought the, of making a list. Yeah, because at the conference I was at, they had this whole karaoke thing, and mm-hmm. I was like, no chance am I ever going to sing karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. And then they played this game and I just watched it and play. And I thought maybe I need to make a list and go a little wild. What game was that? Uh, it was like a version, a f- different version of charades. It's called like Celebrity. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. That, that's actually what I texted my sister. I said, it's my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> first karaoke and now charades. They, they did that when I first went to NYU, and like it was like a talent contest, and like just things to make us like get to know each other. And I was like, <laughs> I know, I was like, like I'll never do us, any of this stuff. For some know. of us, this is like so painful. <laughs> so then I thought maybe I need to make a list so I'll get a little wild. They did that in the Peace Corps too. There were like talent shows every year. I remember I saw show. one when I went to visit. Oh, you, you remember because it was Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure. Did you really? I'm pretty sure there was a something. I, I want to say talent show. Maybe it wasn't a talent show. Maybe it was something else. But I remember this big. It, it had to have been the talent deal. show. Maybe you did we were like it. all at a hotel or something. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah. So Jana goes wild. It's, um, I think, our first Muslim romance. I think probably. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't remember anybody being Muslim. I, there was South Asian romance. Yes. I mean, many this is of our them. third yes. South Asian. Romance. But this is, and I think it's Indian, right? It is, but it's but it's Muslim Indian, and it's also Indians who had immigrated to Tanzania because Correct. you know there are quite a few South Asians who've immigrated to, right, East, to East Africa, Africa. and so mm-hmm. that so that's like a specific group, and then they had further immigrated to Toronto. Right. Yep. So that was kind of interesting, a little insight into that world, which didn't know what to think about it, really. It didn't seem the most coherent, because on the one hand, they were super progressive and cared about social justice and equity and equality and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And on the other hand, they, like, believed in very traditional gender roles and were, like, willing to let the mother go to professional contacts and just lie about your background? For but I like, think that it wasn't for like, like that many was the, days. It wasn't like they believed in that. It was just that, like, kind of that tension with family, and family has certain ways of acting. No, and she, it was it was because she was worried professionally she would get screwed because again. he had already known because his her mother had already lied, so yeah. she was afraid. So I didn't know what to think about all that because on the one hand they were like most of the world is backwards and really stuck in these really misogynistic norms. And on the other hand, like she's going to think Canada, which is so progressive. And she, he already knew her background, but wasn't, he was like so above board. And I, like the Dr. Lopez was well, like, he's supposed so, to be a good guy. So he was. good he about was HR. Good and he like alerted HR as soon as he knew he was on a wedding trip. I mean, ugh, I just, 
you know. You know, you should be a little less judgmental. I get it. I just, to me, it seemed like the perfect storm to show how bad it could get. And it it didn't succeed. I think that's what they were trying. I think the author was trying to show, like, how unfair it is for young women and how many double standards there are, especially ones coming from her culture. Well, she did show some of them. It just didn't strike me as a likely a likely scenario. It strike struck me as like the perfect storm of like really bad things. And I suppose it could be possible, but it seemed unlikely. It wasn't that many bad things. I mean, well, the, she was, you know, the judged. family, the family then. So somebody giving to this NGO that's supposedly super progressive and about equality and equity said that the, there was an affair that had happened and they were going to pull funding from this pr- noble project for like women's reproductive rights in the third world, they were going to pull funding because they heard that the woman had slept with. Well, I think it's another another I woman's think- husband. I just that that whole part of it where it was like she had already lost her job and all her standing and her reputation. Either that part seemed untrue. Or the secondary part, which was okay, like suddenly there was this like, other world. you're like, first over of here. all, jumping way too far. And second, I think that's true. I think people can be super progressive and very judgmental toward women. I actually think that is a very true mm. thing that happens. Seems like a problem on the left that they need to deal with. Well, on the right, they just don't even pretend to be thinking <laughs> that women need, you know. Equity and equality and reproductive rights and mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, both sides might need to work on their mm-hmm. attitude towards women and mm-hmm. the double standards that they bring to women. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, one side. And I was some of it was in her head. I mean, yes, she did face consequences, but she was also, like, as a character, someone who needed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so then she couldn't open up. And, you know, the usual, it's very hard for her to talk to people. And there were plenty of people that she could have talked to because there was that part of it too. One of the reasons that maybe she felt judged was because people mm-hmm. only knew her as like this perfect employee. And so then she kind of fell from grace or whatever. Yeah, I guess. In my life, my experience has been the opposite. My experience has been... Um, that women can get ahead by sleeping around. That that's a possibility. Too. Well, you inhabit a different circle. Well, I'm just saying it. Ju- it just could happen that way. Couldn't in 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 your world of imagination? Don't you see how that might be something that could happen as well? Well, yes, because men take advantage of women, and there's a long history right. of men taking advantage so I, of women. Don't so. you see that? And I'm not saying it's right or even okay for either side. I'm just saying my experience has not been upon having something that was really secret between everybody that suddenly like this, this is, this had the, this, this smelled of like a, a mega pastor fallen from grace who slept with one of his parishioners. But you right? forget that there was that detail of it was the, it was the main character, the guy's wife's family who called the donors, called the board members, called people. So that's a little bit different too. When people start calling and whispering, you know mm. that can get people in trouble, even if they are competent. Maybe. That is true. It can get men in trouble too if they anger somebody right. who has power or I understand that. I understand that from like a uh, 
you know, I've been in a faith-based nonprofit perspective. Yeah, of course that could yeah. happen. I see that as like very unlikely and a very progressive, like where they're working for reproductive but rights, that they're going to like get outraged because they heard a whisper from somebody in a very traditional relationship they would just say that's really none of our business like is is she is she enacting this program projects in third nations around the country we don't really use that term anymore but um in in the developing world in the the low income world i'm not i know there's a term but now i can't so Mm -hmm. i'm just going to choose to say in other countries that uh where there's high poverty Mm -hmm. and not access to basic resources it doesn't material poverty though right Yes, material poverty. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't, they can do that and not be progressive. They can be progressive in some ways and not others. People are complicated. Mm-hmm. And funders are complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, we both know that. Yeah. I just... And you do something across a funder and they will X you off the list. They will pull your funding. I just and send their employees to tell you they have pulled it. So, so which which one of us has dealt more with uh, eccentric donors? Eccentric donors, yes. you okay. clearly. So, who's dealt with more of them? So, in my knowledge, my deep knowledge, I've been a fundraiser my whole life. It just didn't strike me as a a, a likely scenario where somebody who's funding reproductive health for women in developing countries around the world would threaten to pull funding because one of the leaders of the project is having a kid out of wedlock. I mean, that's like the opposite of what they should be doing. And I just don't see it as a likely story. That's the one part that just didn't make any sense to me. And then when I read that, and then they have this other side where like she was ready for it to happen again. And then it didn't happen because it was so progressive and this guy was so good and this is the way it should be. And it's sometimes it's this other way that's bad. It seemed too much like a tale that was um, told to show us the wrong way and the right way. Whereas, like, it could have been, it could no, have I had a, had way. a feeling more. It could have had a feeling of more authenticity, where where there are shades of gray, where it's not like a funder pulling funding from this pro this you know project. And I bet the author would say, well, you know, that's the irony of it. They were funding reproductive health in the developing world. Yet when she did this thing, they pulled funding, and that could happen. And yeah, it could. Seems unlikely. That's all to I'm you, saying. but it seems likely to me. So it seems likely. Yes. Yeah, so I think maybe we should move on to the drink. Cheers. It's very pink and bubbly. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. I hope. Yeah, of course. It's like lime, ginger. What's the pink? Mm-hmm. It's a blood orange. Where'd you get blood orange? Uh, it's a special, like, flavor of ginger beer. Oh, and you just had that? Yeah, I bought it the other day. Oh. I was like, I bet that'll make a yummy. Well, it's like that day I bought, like, all this stuff. I was just like, oh, we might as well just stock up on drinks. Yeah. And that way we'll have things to make. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good. You could and ha- not too sweet. Could, I thought it was Could you see be having this at an all-inclusive yes. Tanzanian restaurant? Uh, Resort where they stayed for the mm-hmm. holiday. And the friend, um, it feels like it would fit her theme of being like very mm-hmm. extravagant and fancy because it's yeah. all pink and bubbly and celebratory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
So all in all, I mean, that was, that was the biggest downside. I mean, there, of course, it's about the woman's pleasure. So woman's, you know, the, the double standards that women have to put up with is, is something that would resonate with lots of women reading this novel, right? Yeah, it was like very much about that. And yeah. and clearly the man is this Im- image of a Did you like the perfect man, I guess, where he's doing the love the interest? Hair. Yeah, other than the fact that he was like who's married and sleeping yeah, with her? Yeah, that her. that might have been that was a problem. I mean, you, you might have been just as mad as this as Jana was. I probably would, although reading it, it was a little bit painful because it was like very repetitive of how she felt, and, and it was I was too, like, it was almost too much. And at, at one point, I was like, okay, then don't be with him. Like, don't forget. Like, you don't have to. It's so hard. Like, she just and kept it, on. Kept it was on over it. and over. But I wonder if I wonder if it, because she had come from this traditional role, and maybe he was used to it. Maybe it more it is more like. I could see that in Latin America, a little bit more performative. Like they expect the man to pay his penance and it's not a matter of talking it out. Like you have to have yeah. big grand gestures. Like she said, she eventually had to well, have a gr- grand Well, and I could also see the tension, like, cause I could see this for someone like me, even if something like this had happened to me, I might still like, let's say you had done something like that and I got super angry. Mm-hmm. I could see wanting to be with you, but also being like, no. He did this. Like, I can't let him, like, off the hook, you know? Like, mm-hmm. because that's not me being, like, this independent, you know, strong feminist. You know, I've been treated this way. And it took, like, you know, the guy saying, you know, you can't let people judge you. You have to do what you want. And that was, like, the moment that helped her realize. So maybe it would be like that. Like, you might want it, and you, but you say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. not – what I should do. I shouldn't let him back in. Yeah. He did wrong. Mm -hmm. Cause like, what'd you think about that was like hard. Cause that's what he did at the beginning. And I guess they try to make it sound complicated because the, you know, his wife had, was already having affairs, but like, it's still really bad. Like it was, tell her it was very complicated. I will give her that. Like, you know, I I find myself complaining if it's not complicated enough, and then I find my, myself being like, well, this was super complicated. Like, they had a kid, and they were sleeping around with other people, and they had jobs, and they had traditional stuff, and then they had a super progressive, like, life and outlook. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of different things going on in here. And there are probably people like that out there. I mean, I imagine no, there sure there are. is a super uh, accomplished, like South Asian Muslim intelligentsia in in Toronto. <laughs> in Toronto, I, yeah. And she probably came from that world and like knows how to write about them, as I'm guessing, you know. And so. Well, and I do think you probably have lots of tension. And so there are these there are these contradictions where on the one hand they're like totally bought into these like really archaic gender roles, like to the point where they're like willing to go along with whole ruses about being divorced because somehow being married and divorced is better than having a kid. But it was the parents' generation that was like thinking that way. But then they went along with it. But then she went along. She was afraid. She was like, and but she the, was like, but not. why is she thinking Dr. Lopez would care about that? He's the head of this progressive think tank. Well, you know what? That's funny because that's not the reason. I was like, but he 
married her aunt. She had been a student and they broke up and got back together. So I was like, so why does she think? Well, they did. It turned out she. And turned out you were right. They didn't care. They had no. They didn't. But why did she in her head think they would care? Like why her mom would care? Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like her mom is traditional and she's presented as traditional. Well, because I think it leads back to she had lost her job and lost her reputation because she was seen as this woman. So she became afraid again. Yeah. Yeah, seen as this woman. And like as shocking as it is to me, it doesn't strike me as authentic. I don't see this happening, but maybe this does happen and maybe that is why. I mean, I, mean, I do it's think not women fair. lose I mean, everything. It seems unlikely, but I will have to concede that it is possible that, like, I mean, donors are crazy. There, I've dealt That's with some what crazy I was donors. To you, so I don't understand why you well, think that could be possible. It just seems unlikely, but like it's that again. This is like creating the perfect storm, right? Which seems, you know, unlikely. You know, the perfect storm, and then. There's like another perfect storm of like goodness on the other side. That's right. that's what strikes me is, you know, bad things happen and bad things can come together to make a perfect storm. But then the likelihood that it's like the Goes perfect the storm of goodness, goodness, like after it all gets put back together. Yeah, but it's so. a romance novel. So oh, okay. even though there's a lot of bad. There has to be There has so to be good. good. There has to, you have to show the redeeming qualities of humanity. You have to go to Montana and just throw pottery sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though it makes no sense. <laughs> In the real world, it's really hard yeah. to believe. Sometimes that's just what you have to do. Exactly. <laughs> Jana shook her head. We did the British Museum and the Victoria and the Albert in London. I'm about done with shrines to colonialization. That was one of the first lines. I was like, oh, they're they're very clever. But they're still going to the museum, so. That's the tension for us all. We become more, we might become more and more progressive, but we go to the museum. We study the art. We study the history. Mm. And that's the tension. What do you do with that? You know, you you go to Boston and go on the American Revolution tour and you read an indigenous people's history of the United States. And do you? Some well, of us do. Some if you're of us me. don't. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't read it because I just feel like it's so, so terrible. And I don't know what to do Did with those your feelings. Your dad tried to read it. I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good Christmas gift right there. <laughs> but he said it is so sad. He can't read but a few pages at a time. Yep. Jana had never been so in sync with anyone else about development philosophies and politics or history and art she never felt her usual awkwardness with him okay that bothered me like development philosophies you didn't fall in love with me because we align politically or in our development philosophy i didn't feel (laughs) awkward or even in our view of feminism really let's be honest there are lots of contradictions in our relationship but i did feel (laughs) Like, I could talk to you and not be awkward around you in a way that was hard for me with other people. So that part of her personality, I did understand very much. Like, you have to find the people you fit with. Philosophy, litmus tests. I mean. Well, that's this generation. I mean, they're younger than us, so. (laughs) Bad news. Well, people today, I don't think, could have our conflicting views. Mm -hmm. You know, people are a lot more certain now. Mm-hmm. Although you're also a lot more certain now than you were. Remember I used to call you a bleeding heart Republican? Mm. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. I'm not anymore. You still are. You just like 
don't want to admit it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm even a Republican anymore. They That's true. Really... You've kind of like, they've left you behind. Yeah. You can't. Jana often wondered how exactly this outgoing and completely fabulous little person came from her uterus. Do you Aww. ever think that way? Yeah. About your little people? I mean, I don't really think about my it being my uterus, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that line. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the truth. Now Jana wondered if avoiding the man for so long. So again, so we go back into this, like, this forced it's a forced thing. You have to. You have to go. You have to put up with it, even though you feel so humiliated. And this guy did you wrong. Have to be with him, and then. But she. It wasn't quite as forced as others. First of all, he chose to come, mm-hmm. so he put himself in her proximity, and her friends were prepared. But again, there's like the. They even slept in a single bed at one point. Oh yeah, before they were back the together. Little, the daughter got sick. But still, so I mean it. There's a lot of that. I think women just want to be forced into situations where they have to submit to the I don't man. think it's that. I think it's that these situations. <laughs> You're not going to go along with that? No, definitely Gary? not going along with that. Publicly do, on, the, on oh a podcast God. to be sent out everywhere? Not, no, women do not want to be forced to submit. I, what I think is that it can be difficult to let your guard down. Yeah, and so they create situations, situations where they where you have to. You don't have to, but you you just don't feel guilty about it because you just feel like the whole world is making you put your guard down. Because it would feel like defeat if the woman just put her if she just like finally gave up and was like, "Yeah, I am super sexually attracted to this stud muffin of a bald Asian man." <laughs> He's a little Asian. bit portly. <laughs> Um, you know, she just gave into that, but now, you know, she's sort of forced into it by the situation, by the life that's around her. So, yeah. So it like helps her to be open to her emotions over what society or her rules for living would tell her. And I think that's true. Because You've I think never the, struggled with that. Why is that? What are you talking about? You've never struggled. You've just always just let your emotions flow with me. With you only. I know. Are you kidding? But I don't let anyone else. Everyone thinks I'm like the most laid back, relaxed mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Only you know that's not, well, now everyone knows, but, well, mm-hmm. our listeners. All our <laughs> listeners. All our 19 <laughs> followers. Um, Half we, of which are family members no, and I friends. No, I got a subscriber this week. What do you mean you got a subscriber? Because it came up in a conversation, and so she subscribed to our podcast, this woman I met. Well, that's somebody you know. It would be interesting if somebody we didn't know was actually listening to this. But, I mean, I just met her, so I'm saying okay. we got another. Um, I don't – I think it's actually a very common thing for women to put on an appearance for society, and that goes back to Pride and Prejudice. Okay, and the double old. standards. So I right. think that that's probably what you're seeing in romance. So there's this idea that these situations let you be who but you want to be. so unreal. And not – None of these actually happen. We don't know that. We've been together forever. We It might happen to people. It doesn't happen to people. It could. Nobody I know has it ever happened to. And I know a lot of people who are married. 
Well, nobody, I'm going to start asking Nobody around. ever has been forced into a wedding situation with their ex-lover and forced into a situation where they've had to let their guard down. It just doesn't happen like that. I don't know. I think it may. You have to get married for... I do see like the older ones, even the ones that are contemporary written, but but from a former time. I do see a lot of people who get married for life situations. Yes. I do believe that. Okay. I just don't believe these like contrived, like we had this great deep Oh, love. so you think like Sebastian and Evie is more true? Who are those again? That was Lisa Kleypas. Where she went to him to see yes, her because situation, he wanted and he needed money, and totally so they got married. That. Totally. So you think that is more true? I than think these, that, like, of course, women chase men with money. Well, that was when you men chase so. women with money. Yeah, actually, of too, it's always been the way. Not not as much as women the other way around, but I think men chase women for their looks. Men you know? chase women for money too, Peter, all the time. It is not. I, I think it's probably. I mean, what do I know? But I think it's probably more women. Just like Sebastian married Evie for her money. Even Evie yeah, married yeah. him for her his protection. In mm. At least in England, yeah. in those historical novels, it's equally shared. Sometimes the men are rich. Sometimes the women are rich. Mm. Um, the only difference, I will say, they don't know. It's more often that they end up marrying the rich man. Mm-hmm. Than the rich woman, but it's a regular thing that men are looking for heiresses. Right. Because, you know, that was the time when the nobility were losing their money. And right. so you have all these American heiresses who would come over to England to get married. So, I don't just know saying. anything about that. I act like I know, but I don't know anything it's about It's like this. there's this whole gap in your knowledge of history. Yeah, I guess I just never really thought about it very much. I never thought I'd be chasing an heiress. I was just like, that <laughs> won't happen to me. Well, you had enough money to live. Right. So that right. was I was comfortable, and right. I never thought I would be uncomfortable. And I think if you, if you got a touch of, like, you know, 18th century poverty, and you see what really happens when you don't have True. money, you're probably, like... A little bit more eager to find right. money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find somebody... <laughs> Another level keep, back then. <laughs> Get me indoor plumbing, you know, right. like that's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but they, I, I just find it interesting. Uh, a lot of these are sort of forced, and I don't want to make it so easy. I don't think it's so simple as like a woman. I think there is an element of that. I think a woman, a certain type of woman. Why is there Fifty Shades of Grey out there? Not that I've even read it. But I know, I've heard although people keep is. asking me if we've read that, so I mean, we might have to read it at some. I'll point. never read it. I'm not reading pornography. It's, it's that's not. what it is. It is. It was very popular. It's not pornography. Well, it might be. I don't know what it is, but right, we don't know. It, so we're going to read Anais Nin. Are before, we before we read? Yes, of course. I'm not going to read something that's popularly. That's been commoditized as Commodified. erotica. I don't. I don't want something that's like a commodity that's been like played up. That's become a blockbuster movie. I'm not watching that. I'm not reading that. Who I, just has these like boundaries? That well, it's because when I started, I was writing about this about this idea that like sex is sells and it's been commoditized or what did you say? Commodified. Commodified. Commoditized. I don't know. It's com. Monetized or commodified. Monetized. Okay. Commodified. Um, Pretty sure. Okay. 
I so, see you questioning me, but I am yeah, an English no. teacher in this room. You are an English teacher. Um, so there's this idea that, like, I mean, romance doesn't sell. It sells maybe to some women. It's a it's a big industry, I guess, but it's niche. It's a niche industry. All of these are in the romance industry. What you are you know, talking about? But it's niche. It's not... But it, oh, what, they, you know they have the what best. What sells? Does sex sell or does romance sell? But they have the. Ro- do you know the romance industry is one of the most profitable book industries? In- oh, I believe it. I believe I mean, it. I'm not saying it's dead. That's not. not a, that's I not, don't understand. I know you're getting so defensive. Well, you're and really trying, just poke, poke, poke today, aren't am you? Am I pushing your buttons? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm saying saying nothing about romance. What I'm saying is. Because sex has become the main currency by which we sell a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's the easiest way to like sort of titillate and get people to pay attention. I mean, I know those Jared commercials really get you, but I think you're in the minority. I think I having... Think so. I think romance readers Having want sex. I mean, you just... I don't think romance is what you see when Calvin Klein perfume is... Advertised. I think it's sex. Yeah, that but you romance see. novels aren't like Calvin Klein perfume. Explain that. They're about a relationship between two. people. But don't you think? And often what, between family what an, and friends. What an actual and, perfume is has everything to do with romance, and has very little to actually do with no, sex. No, because scent is often related with attraction. But that's part of romance. But it's also part of sex. It's both. Well, I don't want chemicals in my think- sex. I want the actual <laughs> thing. I don't want people spraying chemicals and making me into a Pavlov's so you don't dog want of me like to for chemicals. Spray a scent that you like the smell of, and like I want to smell you is what I want to uh, smell. Well, you're very earthy. You're very you know. I'm very earthy. <laughs> no, I'm not. You like things very natural. Yeah, but not everyone. I don't want to be sold a chemical. I don't want to have something. I don't want to have to buy something to do something that's natural between two human beings, like sex. But it can also just make you feel sexier or feel good to do something, you know, like. And I wonder about that. And that, but that's. Why is, why is it that buying stuff, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, but like. You shouldn't Putting on a clothes that make you feel like you look good. It makes you feel better. But then that gets into the realm that's what I'm saying. That gets into the realm of you're saying exactly what I'm saying, which is that should be the realm of romance. It shouldn't be the realm of sex. Well, but sex isn't. At, I mean, romance includes sex. It does. So, like me wanting to like dress but, up but why, and look nice. But for why you are there two cats? Sure, is, is romantic, but it is also about. Would you agree that there has been a divorce of romance and sex, especially in modern culture? No, not for me. And I think not for a lot of women. In modern culture, has there been a divorce of sex and romance? Well, people separate them sometimes because they'll would just you focus say, on sex. Would you say mass marketing has separated the in two? Some often cases. cases. Would you say the latest Calvin Klein commercial that you just said was all about sex? I don't even know what the latest Calvin Klein commercial is. Just think of I anyone mean, that you've seen. Any person. Now we got commercial. rid of TV, so we don't even have commercials. So. You were just watching Law and Order. On I know, your phone. but I had to watch it on an app. Well, streaming device. Well, well, all right. 
So you just don't, you're not going to concede. You're just going to say that romance is alive and well, and actually I just haven't seen it. Is that what you're telling me? Romance is not dead. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not saying it's dead. What I'm saying is it's in popular culture, it's not used as to sell things. What's used is sex. And it depends be- on what you're selling. You know, I don't have okay. to agree with you. Okay. I guess we just disagree. And I guess I, I got no thesis to go on anymore. I'm not. I I wrote about this. No, you. you just disagreed with the thesis. You just said I don't. I don't have to agree. Okay, you don't agree. You think romance is as alive in popular culture as sex is. That's no, I your didn't thesis. Say that. Your I mean, thesis I'm not is that. that advertisers are using romance just as much as they're using no, sex to I, sell no, products that's to not push true. products. Not as much. Well, I don't know why you're pushing back on me. Well, about I don't this. know. I want to be thinking about romance. I don't want to be arguing about. I'm not arguing anything against romance. I'm doing a podcast with you every week for an hour, reading romance novels to get to know what romance but is. But you're suggesting that they're not romance. What I'm suggesting is that sex has come to stand in for romance in a lot of popular culture. Like there is no romance. There's a that is that is what happens in pornography. There's but no this is there's not... no romance. I'm not saying it's pornography. Well, what? It why like are it. you so defensive? I'm saying this is I'm in not culture. The defensive one. You're the defensive one. Okay. Um. Because I think I'm defensive because you're using the term pornography to describe romance novels. No, I said that's. No, I'm not. Well, I feel like you are. <laughs> I think maybe you're a little defensive about it. <laughs> I feel I, like that's what I'm hearing. I didn't say that at all. I said that's <laughs> the problem with pornography. Pornography divorces the romance part. From right, the it sex. doesn't there have the nothing, relationship part. It has it's nothing not in there the about romance, it. But and I would say that there has been an acceleration of pornography since it's become widely available probably, through the internet. I don't know enough to know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. I think I've heard some like. Like half or a third of the internet is pornography or something okay, like that. that seems crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, a lot of it is, I'm sure. But this novel was not too much. Not saying that at all. It was my point in the way when I got your it. Point? My point was I started writing about this because I thought it was a problem. And that's why I wanted to know what romance was. But do you think that that is still, you think it's still a problem in romance novels? After reading I didn't say there was a problem with romance novels. I said the problem with culture. Right, but Popular how culture. does that, but I'm assuming you're saying it's, because you have brought it up before, that it's displayed in romance novels as well. I think there's some emotional pornography, something that's not real. I've talked about that. I don't think that there, I mean... Sure, there's titillating sexual scenes. To me, they're like, you know. I mean, some of them are a little bit racy, but they're not that racy. There's nothing I haven't imagined. Oh, well, I can try to get racier for you if you no. want something you haven't I mean, that's imagined. not what I'm reading these for. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> the point is, like, um, I think that learning about romance is is helpful because I think that's what human beings, I think they're, they're like complicated. Sir, sex is part of romance. Right. I think that's what makes the relationships between human beings like so complex. They're not just animals who just have urges and then they just 
do whatever their instinct. There is some reason involved. And I think that romance says what that reason is. Yeah, although sometimes reason gets in the way of romance too. Like this, even in this character, she's like always reasoning. And by her reason, she should not be with him because she should not forgive him Mm -hmm. for what he did. And she is not going to like go be with him as this educated, liberated woman who Mm -hmm. can take care of her child and shouldn't be judged for it. But just but, all of it, none of this has anything to do with, I mean, you would also not say that it would make any sense for her to just throw her reason out the window. Oh, no, but sometimes And just go along with so, whatever you think oh, no, feels no, good. No, of course not. But I'm just saying it can get in the way sometimes because relationships aren't only built on reason. No, it's just difficult and complicated and people are difficult and complicated. I think that's all it is. But I don't think- it gets in the way. I think you have to work through things. You have yeah. to. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it sometimes it doesn't work out. Right. Even though you'd love for it. I mean, all of the great music is about heartbreak, really. Right. Right? And that's about romance not working out and having memory of past things. That's true. But I don't like to read that. I like to I like to read about finding romance, finding love. That's true. Um so he wasn't your typical romance hero? Well, he was. I mean, she was very attracted to him. And in fact, that was the next line that I was oh, trying okay. to read. Maybe she needed to desensitize herself so her body wouldn't react like this to seeing him. Yes, she found him very attractive. Yeah, and he wasn't not attractive. I mean, there were other women who would say that to him. Like her friends were going to say, oh, I bet he was like, I bet he's great in the bedroom or something. Yeah, that's true. They do regularly say that. So, I mean, he wasn't not attractive. He just maybe wasn't Fabio, you know, the average Fabio. Yeah. um, And Neil wasn't particularly tall. But he was a large man, wide shoulders, big hands. (laughs) He'd be wearing his hair either closely cropped or shaved completely off to combat his hairline for many years. (laughs) That's what I mean. See, not very tall. You keep saying that they're always tall. He's large and he has. And Jana had been surprised at how much she liked the bald head back when they were together. Years of watching Star Trek, the next generation with her father, (laughs) had given her a bit of a bald fetish. (laughs) I mean, that was funny to me. It was just like, you think John Picard, John Luke Picard, was like a super attractive? That's why it's funny. Yeah. Um. Bride and Prejudice. What is that? Bollywood. Is that a Bollywood movie? Is it Pride and Prejudice? Like a play? Yeah, on and, and I've Prejudice? read a I've read a romance novel that's a like a. A Pride and Prejudice remake with Indian characters. Mm. That must have been what that was, because I was like, what is Pride and Prejudice? Um, he used to smile in a way that made everyone think they were they were in on an inside joke. He used to be so playful. Yeah. You like that? Well, it's just in contrast to her. Yeah. Yeah, there was. I mean, I, there was not a line that I thought this was really well written. It was an interesting no. turn of phrase. She didn't write like that. In fact, this is I put highlighted this in blue. This is like how she she spoke with like modern 
slang. So this was Janet's fourth trip to the country, and every time she set foot in East African soil, she felt simultaneous goosebumps and full-body contentment. Everything hit differently here. That's like a... (laughs) Hit differently? That's like a (laughs) meme from Instagram. Like... It just hits different. Yeah, but it is Everything the hit now, differently here. The air smelled different. The dirt was different color. People s- seemed less hurried, less intense. Janet traveled a lot, but Tanzania felt, I was like, hit differently? <laughs> We're just too old for this. Yeah. But there, I mean, it just, there wasn't anything that just made No, me like hurt. I said, it was, it was like. Like I said, I kind of liked that the goes. She wasn't wild. a bad writer, but it was just sort of like. But it wasn't very common. Yeah, it wasn't parlance. literary. At, no. Like there wasn't a lot of like. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite thing is probably that the goes wild list is literally like a list I would write. Because oh. it's yeah, like, like so that. not wild at yeah. all, but it's for somebody like her, mm-hmm. it's believable yeah. that that. Is the kind of thing so you, you like that to do. when they wrote that out? I was like, you were like, yeah, sister. I hear not you. necessarily when I when they wrote it out, but as I read more, I was like, yeah, this is like the right kind of list because yeah. it wasn't crazy. Jenna wasn't used to seeing him be dad in action. Is no. that just so so romantic? Oh yeah, when it's I'm a, big a dad turn in on. action. I'm constantly a dad in action. I'm not sure it's such a big turn. <laughs> Well, you don't know what it would be like if you weren't. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. When a major do- when the major donor of a project learned Jana had had a baby with a married man, he threatened to pull funding if she continued to lead the project. It seems like so crazy. It doesn't me. seem crazy to me, so I don't know. I mean, I- I've seen these things. Yeah, seems well, unlikely. You wouldn't know because you're a man. Seen them with women, happen with women, and it just seems very unlikely. I don't know. I think women suffer these types of things a lot more than men, even today. They suffer from these things. Even, for example, if they get ahead, they often suffer from it, and the men don't. Hmm. Do you like their pimping a dildo? Did you like that? Yeah, I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pimping a dildo is the definition of letting loose. <laughs> that was a quote. <laughs> and then they're sending dick dick pics to each other. I mean, you, you like got to think that was funny because I could see that being like. Something you would do. Yeah, or honestly something you would come up with mm-hmm. and then we'd start doing it. Mm-hmm. Because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. He tilted his head. I disagree. We're both ambitious and passionate about doing our part to reduce the inequalities and injustices <laughs> of the world. Yeah. That. I think we're quite similar. It's like, oh, you just made me dislike you by saying that. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that out loud, even if it's true. I know. I believe me. I, I had the same reaction. Although I think people today are probably more like that than in our generation, where like, mm-hmm. like you might. I mean, it, it makes sense that you are compatible because you both want to focus on helping. But like talking about, but like you don't talk about it like that because, like, I mean, we wouldn't talk about. It. 
I've been in nonprofits my whole life, and you've been in education your whole life. We don't talk. We ever. don't talk like that. That's what I mean. I think that might be generational. Okay. Because I had the same reaction. Rohan laughed. Jana looked at the others. She read that moment wrong and felt terrible. She should apologize to Camilla. She glanced at Anil, but he wasn't even looking at her. The conversation had moved on. People were laughing. That was when... Oh, when she thought that Camilla was talking about her scandal being having the baby, but she wasn't. I thought that was believable. We know people who have been wronged and are like super sensitive. And like, and, even if you're like, and in you're not the thinking that way at all, but they are so focused yeah. on it that they can't and they overreact in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I've probably been that person too. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> you're right. You haven't. Um, She didn't say anything, just stared at him. Was it possible? Could she be in the same room with him and feel nothing? Not be overcome with her feelings so strong they scared the crap out of her? Like, the crap? <laughs> they scared the crap out of her? Well, that's how people think. I mean... I don't think you're... That's meta-thinking. <laughs> Nobody thinks like that. I don't know. <laughs> Scare the crap? You think like that? You use crap in your thoughts? <laughs> I don't. Other people's might. I don't know. Like there was this situation at school where like a teacher like freaked out and was like, I hate this effing, you know, place and I'm not I'm so unhappy. Or like and she said like her day and she used like curse words to describe it and then somebody else came back and said, Oh, I'm sorry your day was so crappy. And I remember thinking like, I would never say any of that. <laughs> I'm sorry you had a bad day, maybe. Right. <laughs> So people have different vocabulary that they use, and people That's have true. different, you know. But crap. <laughs> That's just not. You just wrote that in actual letters. <laughs> like, I could see even saying that maybe, but like putting that as an internal dialogue of what's going on in your mind <laughs> just seemed just seemed an odd choice to me. But what do, what do I know? When they were joined again, Jana could feel it all slip away. The resentment. The bitterness. None of that could survive when it felt so perfect. He knew exactly the right angle, the right <laughs> pace to make nothing but this moment matter. It was like they slept together and then she like everything went away as soon as they slept No, together. because she ended up running away, didn't she? She did again afterwards because of the, she thought she he was back with his ex-wife. No, which, but that was the That was unnecessary. That whole like final thing, I felt like it was too much. Like, yeah. why, why have why that have final, another, yeah. another freak out, another, like, I'm not going to talk to you again. But then I thought you would like that they redeem the wife, the ex-wife. I did. I so, because like you like it when they don't leave someone as, like, just the bad guy. Just and the, she the had been written villain. as, like, the terrible. Right. Um, but then it just turned it out that it wasn't her, it was her parents. I know, and her parents and her sister, and somehow, like, like, she didn't like speak the to villain. them. And... Yeah. I mean, that was just too much. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, but I did think it was just notable that everything slipped away when they slept together. Like all her resent, she was like so mad and resentful. Well, she was feeling good and angry. I mean, I guess sex does fix everything. 
Huh. I, mean, I don't know if that's the lesson. Oh, we that's take. not what you're supposed to take no. from that. What are you supposed to take from it? Mm. <laughs> 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 I mean, he was living a life of like perfect virtue and chastity, and punishing himself for five years. Didn't date her. Didn't touch her. Barely interacted with her. Um was deeply in love with her, wanted it to work out. And she would not let him in. And then finally she slept with him and was forgiven. What am I supposed to think of that? Well, that's just the letting go. That's the moment where she finally reconnects with him and lets go of all of her reason, like her anger and stuff. So... But I mean, did, I mean, it seemed like sex fixes. I don't think it means sex it. fixes everything. It just means sex shows that she has, she's like coming to terms. She's forgiving. She's, you know, because she wouldn't have let it happen if she wasn't moving past the hurt, maybe. So what are you supposed to think about the fact that it wasn't, oh, then it's just fate. It wasn't her choice. Because she... She was sort of forced into this situation where she had to like have these feelings. Like she wasn't she didn't want to be with him. She didn't want him to even be on this trip. He happened to be on the trip and then he was in close quarters. She just felt so attracted she had to let her guard down. Mm-hmm. Is sort of what the whole thrust of it is. And then when she did, she realized because she had mind-blowing sex with this guy. No, but she was already realizing. She was already seeing him as a dad, seeing him as a good person, seeing him as the guy she has the same development philosophy as. Mm. As before she finally let her guard fully down and had sex with him. Okay. So it was just fate. They are fated Well, they're fated mates. mates. Yeah. It was just fate. Why don't... Why don't romances, why does it have to be fate? Why can't it be like, oh, I realize I have the love of my life. Well, Wild Rose was. Right in front of me. Wild Rose was, I realize I have a love that any obstacle doesn't matter. All these with the forced. I'm trying to think of another Coming together ones annoy me because it seems to take the agency away from. The two people you want to like the most. And it's like, this wouldn't have happened, this reconciliation, this happiness. If they weren't together. If it wasn't this, like, twist of fate that made this happen. But maybe that's because life, it's easy to let things get in the way of reconciliation. It's easy to hold on to your resentment because you're living your life, you're doing your stuff. Don't you like the people more when when they are living their life? And don't you like them when they are the heroes that are making things happen in their lives than rather than the the objects of like some faded I'm okay with happenstance. Both. I'm okay with both. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. This I think forced is I think forced into But don't a, you want as a, close as a quarters is, as a woman who believes in the agency of the woman, don't you want the woman well, she could have walked away at any time. She made the decision that she wanted to be with him. But don't you think that the, her agency is diminished when she almost gets forced into these situations where she has to reconcile? She didn't have to reconcile. She wanted to reconcile. Forced into situations where she was 
she was forced to come to terms with the fact that she wanted to reconcile? I don't know. That feels like a very complicated question. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just just leave the question. And then we'll okay. Come we'll back just to let it, it linger because I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes a question doesn't need an answer. Sometimes it just is good yeah. as a question. Hmm. Another good quote, because that having sex with Anil had been a mistake. It was enjoyable mistake. Slight understatement. It had been, this is a quote, it had been freaking mind-blowing <laughs> and certainly scratched an inch that maybe she didn't know was irritating her so much. So basically, <laughs> she was in a really bad mood for five years because she hadn't been banged for no, five years. No, That's the- why the author just wrote it. It certainly scratched an inch that she maybe didn't know was irritating her so much. What do you think that means? Well, um, I don't know what that means. Seems like mind-blowing sex turns a raging bee into a a sweet lady. You need to stop because she was not. So you need to stop that. Don't call her that. Oh, I just even used the word bee and that bothered you, huh? Yes. (laughs) She was really mean and really resentful. Only to him. And she made herself unhappy She did make herself unhappy. That is true. But I think people do that all the time. I, I well, think I that's agree. very true. People hold on to resentment and make but themselves it seemed, unhappy. But it seemed like sex just did the trick for her, just turned Well, her... it was that human connection, you know? <laughs> that human connection can just let help everything be better. Mm-hmm. I do know. I do know that that usually just makes everything better. I mean, it works. I tell you that all the time. I was going to say. Dr. Lopez's and mom's words wouldn't leave Jana's mind. Was Jana letting other people's opinions get in the way of her own happiness? She still hadn't really talked to Anil since getting home. Little contact was normal between them, but Jana missed him. That was in italics. (laughs) A lot, period. (laughs) She'd grown used to being around him again. At Hatari, they promised they'd talk once they were home, but they were clearly both avoiding it. I mean, it just it became too much like it was another like mm-hmm. dramatic moment once they got home, and it, was, so, it, I mean, it seemed it like took it was a long already over. Time. Like it could have ended with them going home together or something, right? Or just saying that we're going to work it out, and like, and then the and epilogue. then have an epilogue where they actually did work it out. Yeah. Uh was she pregnant in the epilogue? No, they, she just. That was it. It was the epilogue. She you know, wasn't? I was, I was sure she was going to be pregnant. I thought she was. Oh, was she? I don't know. Now you're, I'm not sure. I, that point I was probably not reading real closely. So maybe she was and I missed somewhere where it said that. Doesn't matter, Camilla says. Friends before dudes, she frowned. That doesn't sound right. Chicks before dicks, Asha offered. Hose before bros, Tim suggested. More inclusive language. Thank you, Asha said. Sisters before misters, Rohan said. Camilla beamed at him, proud of her husband. Did you like that? Well, we used to always say stuff like that. My friends More inclusive language? No, but the, like, the phrases. Hmm. No, we weren't saying things like more inclusive language when (laughs) I was. They're just so clever. 
It's true, Jana said. Maybe at first, not at first. I don't know if I was in love with you five years ago, but I was on the way there. And now Tanzania has changed everything. I finished falling in love with you. What did you think about that line? I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of good that she didn't think, oh, I definitely was in love with him in the beginning. Okay. Um, And I don't know if there's such a thing as finishing falling in love, so that I don't really... This thing straight struck me. This whole thing struck me as like just not that. I think it was supposed to be really romantic. I mean, I think that was. But do you think that's a real thing? That like you hate a guy for five years, you think he's done you wrong, and then you finish falling in love with you after. No, that's only the. I I think it's honest. No, I don't think the end part. I think the honest part is the fact that maybe she wasn't all really in love with him in the beginning because they only knew each other for two weeks and. And then ended with this like really terrible reveal. And mm-hmm. if she hadn't gotten pregnant, they probably never would have talked again. I think that's reality. Right. Um, and so. So the fate was that she got pregnant. And then. No, there was let's the whole, not say that either. There but... was the whole talk about like, about like maybe aborting the baby. And that was a weird thing. I didn't even highlight that part. I just sort of. I mean, but that's realistic too for someone. From a really traditional culture? I don't know, because she was knew she was facing a lot, and people wouldn't have she, known. She's willing to pretend like she's married to okay, please her mother, yet she is like willing to contemplate having an abortion because she's really into reproductive rights. That's what it said at that point. Oh, I don't know. We'd have to go back and look, because I didn't think of it like that. I just thought of it like she wasn't married. She knew it was not in her plan. It was. It, she so said. I think that she said she had, She said she contemplated it, but decided against. Right, right, and I think that's true. I think someone in her position would contemplate it, mm-hmm. and I think she decided not to because she. Yeah, didn't it was want just to. another interesting. Um, you don't think that's realistic? I think it's very realistic for someone oh, in her position. I think it's perfectly realistic. I just don't know that many people that are so traditional and progressive at the same time. I mean, I just don't know that many people that are like well, that. Well, maybe we need to get Other out than myself. Meet, we need to get out and meet some more people because I don't think we're going to use you as who's so progressive. And oh, yet. I am super progressive. Super, super, super progressive. In some ways you are. That's more true. than you in many ways. No, that's not honest. true. I Definitely I'm the progressive one in, in this relationship. Hmm. So... So that's all the highlights. All right. Well, this one, any new takeaways, new insights? Other than uh, sex fixes everything. Um, Which seems to be your main takeaway. Well, there's, you know, I think that there's... Again, this is just a new take on the idea that, that like tradition still has a hold on us no matter how... Yeah. New... We think our ideas, mm-hmm. our that ideas we're still, have that we're still a product of our histories and our families, and I think that's, I think that's interesting. I think it's an interesting take on it in this one. Yeah, and I did believe a lot of this stuff. I did believe like there are these people out there that are kind of like this. I mean, I've got, I think a lot of them are my friends from college. They're all first generation mm-hmm. Asian and South Asian people, and. They're all on the one hand really progressive, but they're also pretty traditional because their families come from traditional traditional, societies. And so 
they have this sort of like pull in both directions, mm-hmm. I think. It's interesting the way it plays out. And also there's the generational divide. I mean, I just don't know. Maybe maybe we're the last romance generation. The last generation that will really believe in romance. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Everyone everyone sees value in romance, even if they define it differently than we do. Well, not everyone sees value in Okay, fine. Not everyone, but people will always see value in romance. I hope so. I don't know. I hope so for, like, you think about our daughter who's just starting to date. Can you imagine her being on a date where a guy's being romantic? I mean, this generation, who knows what they're doing? I mean, she's gotten flowers three times. Way more than oh, me. Oh, yeah, grand gestures are a big thing these I days. was going to say, they're much more. How are you going to, you know, how are you going to put it on Instagram if it's not a grand gesture? Sure. In front of a lot of people. <laughs> That's the worst. The yeah. worst. Um, all right, so we're not going to do a podcast next week. I don't think so. I think it'll be very hard because, well, Nora's coming out the 23rd. So yeah, there's no way well, we, can we do could fit another one in. Well, maybe we can do it on Thursday. You want to try to do one on Thursday? If we think we can finish it? Well, you know I can. I don't know if you can. Oh, I will. Well, then why don't you just tell me what you want to do? I can't remember the name of the book. It's by an author, Lacey Walden. Lacey No Walden. forced in this one. No forced? No, like, forced situation. Lucy? Lacey, I think. Walden author, the layover. No, it's her newest the one. The only game in town. Yeah, the only game in town. Okay, so that's next week. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna try to do it Thursday night. I could do it by Thursday. All right. Maybe if I don't finish it Thursday night, I'll just go to work late. We'll do it on Friday morning. Hmm. So what's it about? What is the only game in town about? It's um. That it's a small town romance. One small town, one big prize, one handsome stranger. <laughs> yeah, he does go back into the vein of the Nothing ever changes in Redford, Georgia. That's what freelance editor Jess Reed loves about her hometown. And part of what keeps her from leaving. Content, taking care of her father, a car mechanic who single-handedly raised her after her mom skipped out. Jess is resigned to a safe, unremarkable existence. Tell Jasper <laughs> Wilhelm. No, the town's eccentric benefactor dies suddenly and leaves behind an opportunity of a lifetime. Ooh. Yeah. Who knows what game. could happen? So, all right, we're going to fit it in. I thought we were going to take a week off, but we will yeah, why not get one in. Get one in. Okay, sounds good. So next week. The only game in town.